Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows for at least another, I don't know, three weeks, maybe. <laughs> Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the whole bunch tonight. we got Adam, we have Rhiannon, we have myself. Uh, I think we're going to do a couple of things uh, tonight, and so it might get cut up weird ways, but... Starting with how's your how, how's your guys' New Year as we uh, get into the pod? I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I I joined a gym, which is like my third time in the past year. I've been like, I'm going to start a workout routine, which right. I'm really proud of myself. Like I've started three times. Like I don't know if I would just like start five days a week, I'd be okay. But um, but otherwise, going great. Yeah. Adam, Adam, a good start to the new year, my friend. Yeah, it's yeah, it's awesome. I don't sign up for gyms because I don't I, I, what am I going to do? You know. Let's I don't not even lie bother. to ourselves, no. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like I have the thoughts, so I like I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, maybe I should go start walking. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to going to go on a walk. I've never started with a gym ever. This is my first time. I was just like, screw it. I'm going to do it. Well, I'm proud of you taking initiative and stuff. At least, you know, at least one of us is doing it. Caleb could be hitting weights too. I don't know. I haven't talked to Caleb in four months. (laughs) No, no, not particularly. Uh, But uh, yeah. Is that your house? I don't think I've seen those windows before. I rearranged my, um, I rearranged my desk. So yeah, this, this is my condo. And, and now it's she got has like a, a massive of the capital. Yeah. It's got like a massive wall of windows and the cat tree and Do they like open up for like summer breezes and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is Yeah, awesome. um not all of them, but a lot of them do. And the cats look The cats love it cuz like they can sit on the back of the couch and um and there's I mean like there's balcony that whole length of windows too. So I have an outdoor space. Awesome. Just as big that I'd like to, I'd like to set it up that I could open one of the windows and like, I know you don't particularly care about the cats, but like that they could go out to a little catio, like set them up a little screened in porch area that they could go out on. But that's a little of my priorities. Good. So, on, it looks like you're not like on the 20th floor because we can see cars driving by unless those are hover cars. Who knows? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm on the first floor, which is actually like three floors up. So I'm not like at street level, but there's a road. So like the building is, yeah, I would say the road out there is kind of level with me. So yeah, I'm not on the 28th floor anymore, which. Another question, since you are in Washington, D.C., do you know what's going on with the UFOs? I can either confirm or deny anything about UFOs. That's what I expected. I'm like, you know what? They probably know over rihanna's work yeah yeah i don't even like work on that side of the building that would know anything i am like now that i work in pre-disaster mitigation stuff like doesn't matter i can't mitigate against ufo attacks so do you have plans for an alien invasion do i have plans for what an alien invasion like, are there no. plans in place for an emergency response for an alien invasion? No. So my program specifically mitigates against natural disasters that are a result of climate change. 
Yeah. So let me get this so, right. We're putting big time money into mitigating natural disasters from climate change, but we can't put any money into actually stopping climate change. Is that correct? Well, there are. Yeah. I mean, there are people that are mitigating climate change. Okay. Like that exists. There is. There are those efforts. Those are. I mean, like the money. I mean, like here we go. Very political. Like in our last five podcasts and stuff, but. <laughs> Um, you know, like the funding to promote EVs, you know, like electric yeah. vehicles and stuff. That is efforts to mitigate climate change. But we are already at two and a half degrees Celsius above, above what? But, of, you know, we're already up two and a half degrees Celsius with three degrees Celsius being like the big red line where we have drastic changes. All the stuff on the chart in um, the Al Gore movie. Right. Yeah. So like climate change is already here. So there's the side of it of that, like, we need to mitigate, you know, like, we're having stronger storms, we're having heat waves, we're having droughts, that stuff is already here. So we need to mitigate the damage from that, while we also try to keep it from getting worse. So it's a double sided. And it's something that like, I ran into, like, in my field, mitigation is always that we're protecting life and property. But then when you get into the climate space, mitigation means you're trying to save the planet. Um, which aren't always the same thing. It so. it just strikes me as a very American thing to be like, well, we can't do anything about guns, but let's hire more and more and more police officers to put up yellow tape after someone shoots someone with a gun. You know, like it's just... Yeah, it only took 247 episodes and now Caleb's all woke. Whoa, Caleb. <laughs> I quit this podcast. <laughs> Um, one other side note before we start, Adam, are you yes. and I wearing the same shirt? <laughs> no, not I, I don't know. I, I, well, you're most definitely. You guys not didn't tell me that we were supposed too. to wear red, black, red, red and black flannels, man. No, I'm do. I'm like awesome. It's like orange and tan and brown. Oh. I have two modes. It's uh like October to April strictly flannel, uh-huh. and then April to October's. Hawaiian print shirts. Okay, so those are those are my two. Ooh, have you seen these? Two uh, I think it's the Roosevelts is the name of the company. They do all sorts of like a Marvely stuff. Yeah, yeah. They've got one that's a um, it's just like the pink puff of smoke that Nightcrawler makes when he teleports. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just like pink Banff like logos yeah. all over it, and I'm, I kind of dig it. I kind of want one of those. I love those shirts. I always get the ads on Facebook that I. Like in there, it's like seventy eight dollars. I'm like, I don't love those, <laughs> those shirts it. that much. Those licenses are expensive. It's they gotta pay for them somehow. Let's do a little, Adam. We're gonna get your take on a few Marvel things, and then Rihanna and I can talk about some things. I know at this point you have not seen everything that came out this last year. No. What of what you saw? What was good for you as like a year end thing, and what was bad to you? What even came out? So, Quantumania, right? Yeah, and Guardians, Guardians 3, Three and the Marvels and Secret Invasion and Loki Two. <laughs> uh, Guardians Three—that's the only palatable Marvel thing I watched. But I mean, it's and also Quantumania. You, so you watch Quantumania and Secret Invasion, right? Yeah, but you haven't got to the Marvels or Loki Two. No, no, you haven't watched no, the Marvels. Absolutely. I haven't. I haven't watched the Marvels. I haven't watched Loki. I haven't watched. I haven't even thought about what if. I'm not even sure if I will. 
Like the um, Marvels is 90 minutes. I don't even know where you would I know, and I love 90 minute movies. I'm not even sure if it's in theaters still. I don't know, man. It's I don't know what happened. You know? I don't know. Maybe it's it's probably because of sitting down in front of a computer and writing about Marvel for nine hours every day. Um, six years now. Yeah. For took it out of me. But I mean the Guard, Guardians three. I think Guardians three is probably I'm not sure if it's the best um of the franchise, but it's certainly my favorite, I think. Yeah. Um it's probably top five MCU movie for me. Um or show or property. Um I just really, really liked it. Um Quantumania it was bad. And then it has Jonathan Majors in it, so that makes it even worse. Um and that see no, I'm not gonna talk about Secret Vision so I have zero good things to say about it. It's really weird. We've been rewatching because we're one one of the kiddos is getting caught up. I dislike Quantum Mania much more than when I saw it in the theater on a second watch. Mm-hmm. Secret Invasion is actually a little better on a se- like because I'm going into it of like this is a spy show that happens to have aliens, and so I'm not sort of pissed off that they like destroyed the like the whole premise I thought was underused at the first point, but now that I know that the premise is underused, I can just sort of appreciate it for what it is, and at least has mm-hmm. some okay performances, you know. Now that you know the show is incredibly underwhelming, it's pretty good at being underwhelming. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> no, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like uh, yeah. So your quantum mania that happened with Thor: Love and Thunder with me. I thought I enjoyed it in theaters, and then I watched it again, and then I'm like, ugh. And then I watched it again with my parents, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, Guardians 3 is uh, definitely my favorite of the year. Yeah. Favorite uh, of the MCU. I've read spoilers uh, on Loki and stuff. And it's, it sounds dope. I watched the last episode and I didn't understand what the hell is going on. Um, That's okay. Rihanna and I watched the whole show and I'm not sure we totally understood what's going on either. They, just, they went <laughs> deep into uh, the like, time travel handwaves. Yeah. It's they, I mean, they. It's such a good. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. It's such a good. Marvel gets really lucky sometimes, especially when you have who's someone who's supposed to be the next big villain, drop, uh, or get found guilty of heinous crimes right when something like Loki season two airs. So that they could literally wipe the slate clean, and it makes sense story-wise. You know, that's um, for the situation Marvel found itself in. There's really no better ending that could be in place, right? Because they could get rid of King entirely. There's now rumors or something that someone's been rumored to play Kate Coleman Domingo or whatever from The Walking Dead, I think he's in. I, I don't know if those are legit or what. Um, who knows? Just ditch, at this point, just, just ditch King entirely and do Young Avengers or something instead of King Dynasty, you know? Yeah, we'll see. I get Echo Screeners land tomorrow, Ooh. they said. 
So we will um, see that. Wait, you didn't know... get the first three when everybody else did? Um, that was apparently only for junket people. Everyone else gets it tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, I'm re- I haven't been on Twitter. Um, so. So you haven't I seen the leaked won't... fight? Uh, I watched that. Someone dropped it into the uh, the work chat. I saw that. Um, I'm just going to miss all of the controversy, anyways, because. I'm assuming Daredevil fans are going to be upset um, that he's only in a single episode, and then Kingpin fans are also going to be upset that he's also not in it as much as they believe. I don't know. Whatever. I, I'm ready for this type of stuff. Apparently, Brad Winderbaum told Screen Rant or someone today that Kingpin's going to be the Thanos of the street level stories. So that's dope. He thinks who? Um, Kingpin. Kingpin is oh. the Thanos of street level stories. So like he Daredevil also thinks the Daredevil. He also thinks the Daredevil show is canon. Really? Like, Did he say that? He said that the like the in his mind the Daredevil Netflix series that like when it was being made everybody was on different paths, but now like now looking back at it, he thinks it is part of the MCU canon. Why do people answer it? Like, why can't he say it is? Why does he have to frame it that he I, framed it that he thinks it is? Yeah, because yeah, yeah and then like the million comments after it was he's just a producer, he's not a writer or director. See, and that's the why they phrase stuff just so people talk about it. And it's <laughs> insane. Why can't they just say it's can't? Brad Winterbaum is now the second in command at Marvel Studios. Why can't he say? Why can't he say it? Why? Why can't Brad? Come on, man. <laughs> I, I, so, I mean, don't you have somebody there that's interviewing him? Why don't you get him to say it? I mean, our buddy Joe Duckelmeyer got him to say this. He said the thing about it being camming to Joe. Um, he he uh, follows me on Twitter, and he doesn't respond to all of my DMs. He's only responded to one, but he needs to respond to more because I need to know if Ghost Rider's coming. But he won't tell me. Oh, wow. So. I want. I read that uh, MCU book over the last week, like the one that came out with um, I don't know, three or four months ago or whatever. Was this not... the one that had all of the Marvel television dirt and stuff in yeah. it? Um, I guess so. Some of it. I mean, I didn't feel like there was that much dirt on anything. I feel like if you've been on Twitter for the last five years, you know what's going on in this book. But it it, it put it all together in a nice way. The biggest thing that it struck me that it said was first of all. So much of this stuff has been accidental. Like, they've done a really good job of taking whatever was in front of them and turning it into the best thing they could. But nothing was well planned ahead. Like, Kevin Feige's brilliance is taking crap and turning it into something decent. And so, like, when dailies come in and they're not working, he just finds a way to fix them. But, like, the idea that all of this was brilliant ahead of time is not true. (laughs) And the other big takeaway for me on it was that um, that Twitter is not a real thing. Like, the Twitter conversations that have embroiled us, the amount of times in that book that was like a footnote of like, eh, Twitter didn't like it, but Feige wasn't worried about it and he just kept going. You know, like, uh, it has been very healthy for my love of all things Marvel to avoid Twitter completely for the last year or so. So, I think that I personally, Brad Winterbaum, 
would be confident in saying it is part of the sacred timeline. Right. Okay, what's Marvel Studios say? Well, and then today, Marvel Studios turned around and for Echo did a post with a bunch of Kingpin and said worth the wait, which was his, which has been Save Daredevil's yeah. tagline for the past five oh. years. Like we've been, wow. we've did they pay you worth- licensing? Huh? Did they pay you licensing, or are they like trade you guys Steamboat Willie, or what? You know, I kept bringing up with the girls that we needed to start trademarking and licensing. Um, and and one of the Save Daredevil folks is married to an attorney who keeps saying, "Not worth my time." Um. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. now Disney trademarked it. So. Yeah. I love how. Um. I mean. Kudos to Bob Iger or Kevin or whoever said it that they said if they were doing R-rated stuff, they would make sure everyone would know. And now every single Echo post or teaser starts with TVMA. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I'm a little worried that this is another sign of the show sucks. Of like, no one will watch this for story, so let's be like, it's bloody. Watch it for the blood. Like I do, I'm getting that vibe very strongly. My feed's been nothing but King's, Kingpin's bloody knuckles for the past yeah. two weeks. I might have gotten a Christmas card with that image on my yeah. Save Daredevil Christmas card wall, but oh. <laughs> the, the Save Daredevil Christmas card wall was off the book. Um, but. I, I watched the fight that leaked, so I don't know how I feel about that either. So, what didn't you guys like about it? I, I haven't seen it. What did you? I, like, I, I, a lot of the comments. We, also, said it, we don't need to talk about it, huh? You don't need to talk about it if you don't want. I was just curious. I, I, it just felt fake. Like none of the punches landed, and. It just felt very rehearsed. A lot of the comments on it like nailed it best. Like this was not mine. It like it felt like a fight rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were just very weird moments to it. Like I really, really hope that it's not the final cut. That it was just like an early screener fight or something. But I, I did not like it. I didn't like it. See, my reaction was it's. I don't think we've ever gotten like fights like this in the MCU before. Like just two people punching each other, rather but, than. But they weren't even like really there. punching each other. Like, I don't know. Right. It was. It's really slow. I guess. Like it's yeah. not. I don't know. Clunky, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't love it, well, but you know, still going in hopeful. That's Which... what we should do for our last episode. We will have uh, Brewski come on and break that scene down with us. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, he's not like a they do with, man, right? I know. What they do with the VFX people, uh, what, Corridor Crew or whatever it's called? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that, but this one fight scene. I thought you were going to get Vincent to come visit us again. I, I'll try. I'll, I'll try. Yeah. I, I'm doing that thing Tuesday with them, I think. Yeah. So I might work that into the conversation. Yeah. Right after, I'll butter him up with we're at the point in the pregnancy where we read to the baby because oh. it makes them smart. Apparently, if you read to them while they're in, are you in reading? The belly. Are you reading what Vincent spewed? Yeah, the first book we read to the uh, 
the baby in the belly was pigs can't look up or whatever it is, but I think it's pigs can't look up. Um, I forgot that there was like only six words in it. Oh, it's the pigs don't look up. Okay. Because like Mother that he wrote, like the very beginning of it says this book is not written and spewed. Oh, no, not that one. Not the the coffee table book. The the other one. And then the second book we read him was Born Again. And then the third book was, I wish we we should read Born Again. How do you read a comic? Um, There's a Call Cthulhu book that they read it in the style of Dr. Seuss. Like they condensed Lovecraft's Call of Cthulhu down so it rhymes. And it's like a picture book now. And like it's somewhere here. I should find it. Um, and it's like drawn in Dr. Seuss's style. Unbeknownst to the baby, yeah. there's like people getting killed in the pictures, but whatever. You can't see it right now. Can they? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how that works. I, the eyes are one of the last things to develop. So even if they can see in the womb, can't right now. Like eyes anyways. and ears and stuff like that are some of the last things to develop. Adam, if you need to go, cool. If you want to stick around, cool. I'm leaving. Until Fine. next time. We'll, Fine. We'll I see, see how you feel, here. Adam. Hey man, we got you for um, an hour. It was, it was, it was good. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch up in like April or something. Okay. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Rhiannon, have you given uh, much thought to what you liked and didn't like over last year? Um, I definitely liked the Marvels. I did. I, I barely remember that Quantum Media exists. Like, it's not even a matter of not liking it. Um, Secret Invasion was an insult. I'm not going to give it a second chance. Like, I get what you're saying about like go into it with lowered expectations but no no i have other things to do with my time in some ways it's infuriating though because just the way i feel about it it is acted so well like Cheadle is good and um samuel L. jackson is good and olivia coleman is amazing and so like you look at all that talent and you're like it's too bad they couldn't give any of them a script worth jack squat you know yeah and i mean i don't know and there's just like so much potential of what they can do with that storyline and they did so many incredibly consequential things yeah like going forward they're going to have to explain roadie and i don't know like colby smolder yeah yeah i mean yeah like there were a lot of consequential things but like Nobody should have to go and watch that to understand them. Um, You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, that's what's awful about it. Um, Whereas, like, Quantum Mania, like, to me, I barely remember that it happened, but it didn't insult me. Like, I don't remember, like, hating it. Um, I remember it leaned in a lot on the king, and everybody was like, oh, they have to stick with Jonathan Majors because there's that stadium full of him. That was totally CGI'd. They didn't have a stadium full of a million Jonathan Majors. They can CGI him out. And introduce Cameron Loyal instead. And nobody knows who that is, but go and Google and he looks just like Jonathan Majors. <laughs> yeah, Maybe better. I mean, watching watching it back, like it's the I do think it's hard to watch it and not think about the major stuff. 
Because the best parts of Quantum Mania were how good majors are, and now you just watch it and you go, ugh, ugh, you know, like it's it'll it's just kind of marred, you know. So yeah, um, I Guardians, I can, I mean, like Guardians grossed me out more than it warmed my heart. <laughs> um. Like I like at the time I I was saying like I concede that it's a good movie like sure, but for me it was unwatchable and I will never be able to watch it again. Yep. So like over time that's all I remember about it is just like how gross it was. Um. So. Yeah. Like it's a little bit. I mean, like the Marvels. Like there's nothing. Like fine. Some of it didn't make sense. But it was fun. And when I think back on it, all I remember is fun yeah. and enjoyment. So, yeah, like, I mean, the I'm Marvels pretty, is definitely the highlight for the year. I'm pretty close with you. Like, I've been thinking about if I rank, you know, particularly because a lot of it's fresh now. I think Quantum Mania is my least favorite at this point. Just because it really did not hold up well on the second watch. Secret Invasion, I'm shocked that I would put it forth. But it's, it's close. You know, like, it and... Quantum Mania are fighting out for the, you know, bottom of the pile. I think Loki for me is right in the middle. There's a lot of things I liked about it. It's just as we've talked about, the the inconsistencies of the plot and the mechanics and all that stuff drive me crazy. And then Guardians would be probably my second, just because it's also really long. Like we just watched it last week, and I found myself going like, oh, sheesh. Oh, this, yeah. they, oh, I forgot this part and this part. Like, it's it's good. It's just, um, I think James Gunn deserved at this point to indulge his sensibilities as a filmmaker. He's like earned that right, but that doesn't stop it from being a little self indulgent as far as like him just doing what he wants, even if the audience doesn't particularly like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so the Marvels for me is the top. I mean, I know, you know, whatever, lowest grossing movie of all time for Marvel, all that jazz. It's still far and away my favorite thing that I watched from Marvel this year, you know? And I have not, I mean, granted, like, I've been off of Twitter and stuff, but I, yes, one of our followers did reach out that they didn't enjoy the Marvels. But I haven't, like, seen a bad review. Yeah, I haven't seen something that's like, this movie is crap. You know, I've seen stuff that is like, the pacing is a little off. And, or, you know, the villain is poorly developed. But it's a fun movie. Like, everything I have seen has been like, it's a fun movie. Yeah. So I don't feel like the the ratings and the reputation and everything that Marvel's got, it is just such a weird wag the dog thing where people were like, this movie is going to suck because they did reshoots because they you know like for reasons that make no sense yeah well and i think somebody i was watching somebody else do like a year of end of year video the other day and i think they put it pretty well the problem with marvel is that people got so used to them being so successful and their movies to be such a big deal and everything leading into endgame was like upping the ante there were a point now that if marvel puts out a fun superhero adventure with not much consequence. Everyone's like, oh, it's mid. You know, like they just like they don't like it anymore because it's not 
a big deal and it doesn't do as well at the box office and so it doesn't justify I don't know. I think it's a significantly better movie than Thor the Dark World, but everybody went crazy about Thor the Dark World at the time because it just didn't it didn't have to be earth-shattering. Like we've gotten to the I don't know if because it's because of COVID or Disney Plus or what. We've gotten to the point that a movie has to be fantastic and genre shaking for people to think it's good. And otherwise it's like, oh, well, what was the point of that? Like, well, just have something enjoyable, you know? Like, I just, I feel like that that standard is kind of ridiculous. Well, and I feel like the Disney Plus thing has come up a lot too. Like, it really, like any minute the Marvels would be available on Disney Plus. Yeah. And it's not going to feel like a lot of time passed. And that really is something like, why go to the theater when it's going to be up there so quickly? Um, yeah. yeah well and that's that what that does is it says that no longer does marvel need to put out an enjoyable movie to get people to theaters they had to put out something that is so good and so important and have so many twists and turns that you have to go and not get spoiled if it's something that's just fun i'll wait three months and watch it on disney plus and i think i think that's true across the board when we look at box office receipts overall I mean, it's true for even stuff like Wonka. It's been a pretty, it's been a decent hit, but like there's still people that are going to just wait for it on Max, I'm sure, you know. What did Aquaman do this weekend? Oh, Was... not good. Yeah. Okay. They, they have the lame duck problem. Yeah. Of nobody like... cares about DC because they all want to see what James Gunn's new DCU is going to be. So, yeah. But still, it's doing that. I mean, like, Jason Momoa has been out there doing press. And the other thing, too, the Marvels had zero press with the actresses. Like, they didn't get to do any of the talk show circuit or anything. But anyways, I enjoyed it. It was probably the highlight of my year. It was the highlight of my year. Not probably. It was. Uh, of Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um, definitely. It's so weird only having, what, like, five things to rank. <laughs> Well, and I guess like what if, but well, and this year is not going to be any better because this year it's going to be Agatha, Echo, and Deadpool, and then a whole bunch of like animated shows and Spider-Man villain spinoff movies. So, yeah. Um, one other thing that did come out this year we didn't throw in there. You've watched some What If? I know. Do you have any thoughts yep. on What If generally? So I feel like they started with a really, I don't know, like I didn't much care about the first episode. I feel like it started weak and that actually kept me from watching more for a little while. And then last night I turned it on and honestly the cat laid in my lap and I lost the remote. So I ended up watching like four or five episodes. Um, And I really enjoyed, like I, it was a lot of fun. Um man and i hate myself for it but i do just love when we go back to the classic avengers and do new things with the classic avengers and like take them from a different angle and um i don't even remember what like the third oh the one with quill because i even like you know like i get out of that first episode and i'm like okay now we have one about quill like seriously you guys i know the guardians was your biggest hit this year but like yeah not everything needs to be guardians but the like baby quill actually ended up being a lot of fun a really fun episode like yeah. 
putting together an Avengers team in the 90s and who do they pull out and how old are they? That was, I enjoyed that. Um, pulling in Hank Pym. And then they just bored me when they got to the Captain Marvel thing. When they got to the Captain Marvel episode, not Captain Marvel, um, Captain Carter. Yeah. <laughs> like you had already sort of warned me. I'd read your review about like the Captain Carter, but it's like, I have seen this story. Yeah. And it's not even like I have seen the alter universe created by the Captain Carter thing. It was just like, I have seen the, you know, trapped in time, the, I don't know, everything about it felt rehashed and completely bored. So then I found the remote and I turned it off. So I haven't gotten any further than that. Okay. But the fun episodes were really fun. Yeah. So you haven't got to the Hella Shang-Chi episode. No. That one I think is pretty good too. It's like basically Hela gets banished, like Thor got banished by Odin. Okay. But like 500 years earlier. And so she lands on Earth and meets Wenwu in his Ten Rings. And um, it's just kind of fun. It's like Shang-Chi's mythology and the Norse stuff like clashing together. Um, I enjoyed it. I think what the show did well, there's certain characters that they gave us a little more time with. Like Justin Hammer has probably been criminally yeah. underused. So it was fun to see more of him. I think letting Goldblum just Goldblum it up for an episode on Sakaar is a good idea. And I thought letting Kate Blanchett actually do some more as Hella was fun. You know, yeah. like, and so that to me is smart. As you said, I was not a fan of the Iron Man movies as much as everybody else. But seeing Tony and a Tony-centered episode again, I was like, oh, this is comfortable and fun and enjoyable yeah. and nostalgic. And so I think all of that is 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 great, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, that's, we haven't talked about this in a long time. But that's like why I like television more than movies is like, you get a lot of time to just be with those characters. And it takes characters like Thor and Tony and and Cap to like to have had that much time with them that they feel that familiar but like we've had that much time and it is yeah like the tony episode on zakar it's just like we know who he is we know what he's gonna do this is but it's not predictable it's just like it's familiar and it's nice yeah and the christmas episode that was so much fun um and i assume that one premiered on christmas the christmas christmas eve yeah christmas eve okay I, that release strategy was awesome. You know, for somebody at home with kids, having something every day of Christmas break, basically, to, like, excite us, that was, it was, it was very good. Yeah, when they, when they started, like, the first day, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to go, like, I was staying with my parents, but I was like, you know, each night when I go to bed, I'm going to watch an episode and then go to sleep. Like, watch it on my phone and then go to sleep. And then I didn't. I do say my biggest difference from you would be I actually really liked that first episode, but I really enjoy like film noir, detective, Blade Runner stuff. So like, I just liked the genre so much that I thought it was fun. And I thought Karen Gillan's voice was kind of perfect for like the grizzled detective kind of thing. But yeah, I can see that. But it's, you know, if you like that genre, definitely. And I could see where it'd be kind of nothing otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I think just compared to all of the others, it didn't have the fun twists. I'm not as familiar with the cosmic universe and, you know, yeah, 
the characters that I don't know them as well and all of that, they did throw in a cell block D, which is a Daredevil reference, yeah. which was kind of fascinating to have cell block D in space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was... Yeah. Well, if you finish it, I I feel like the end was the the worst. So sorry. I don't oh, think... okay. <laughs> I, Great. I mean, it just gets um. I don't know. Have you read have you read many comics in the last couple of years? Not a whole lot, no. So there was this Avengers run by Jason Aaron, who did a bunch of Thor stuff, where he just kept like mashing things up. He was like, What if Doctor Doom became Ego the Living Planet? So it was Doom the Living Planet, but then but then the Ghost Rider took it over like he took over a car, so it was a flaming ghost rider head doctor doom ego living planet like he would just it was just a bunch of this multiversal weirdness and his his idea was like it'll be fun if i just mash two things together or three or four and i feel like what if starts to get into that near the end of this yeah the last episode peggy carter ends up with so much crap from different universes and it just all gets laid on top of each other and i just it it kind of lost me but <laughs> oh, did you see the Native American episode with the new uh, hero they made? I don't think so. I don't think I've gotten there yet. Okay. It's interesting because it's all self-contained of a totally new character. Yeah. Um, it it cracks me up. I don't know if you remember one of the first things we talked about on the pod. We did an episode of like, should Marvel Studios create like a unique hero to the movies that's not been seen anywhere else? And so to see them actually do something in What If that way, I thought was really kind of funny. Yeah, I'm going to keep watching. Also, I mean, like, Echo, I realized today that I work with somebody that's Choctaw Nation from Oklahoma, who is, like, which is who they coordinate with on a lot of Echo. So I can't wait for her to be back in the office and me to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Were you involved? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's a really tough balance because, like, it's really cool to like see representation of like indigenous people in this, but also mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There's something that's a little off putting of like, we have a show with a native American character and they're the bloodiest, like the bloodthirstiest. Like, I just feel <laughs> like there's like a little ickness that like it could draw on sort of stereotypes yes. of like savage people, you know, or whatever. So. Yeah. I'll be very interested to see how they walk that line. Yeah. I mean, I've, I like the Lockwood Cox a ton when she did Hawkeye. And so, I mean, I'm hopeful that she gets an opportunity to do something good here. But Yeah. And then we'll, we'll have see. to have discussions about how it sets up Daredevil. Because that's, I mean, that's probably the most interesting part for you, right? Is narrative-wise what it does to set up Born Again? I mean, I think there's a lot of really interesting things that I'm looking for. I mean, like one... Like, yes, it's setting up a narrative for Daredevil. Like, it has Daredevil in it. It has Kingpin in it. Supposedly, you know, there's there's stuff going on that's going to directly relate. Two, like, how do they handle the R-rated content? Like, is it worthwhile? Or is it just R-rated for R-rated's sake? Yep. Like, you know, how are they how are they dealing with mature content? I think the fights, that's why I'm, like, a little bit disappointed at that leaked fight. Like, I wanted it to feel more like Netflix, and it felt more like Disney. 
Um, so I think there's a lot of just sort of seeing how they handle this. You know, one thing that I'm always looking at, you know, one thing that I've really wondered about this is how they would market it. Um, I think it's so weird. Like they're marketing it as a Kingpin show. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of people are going to be disappointed that it's not a Kingpin show. But then like, how do you market? I mean, you know, your main actress, well, I mean, Marley Matlin's been out there doing press circuits since forever. So like they know how to put a deaf person on the press circuit and, and do that. But, you know, part of it has been, how do they handle because i feel like that's so much of what marvel has bungled this past year is the marketing like they just haven't marketed stuff in a way that they give us what we're expecting or to even get people's interest up so it's been interesting to see the marketing they're leaning really high on the native american aspect so i don't know just looking at it all around i'm hoping it's successful i'm hoping it's good I'm hoping I'm crossing my fingers. Um, I'm setting my expectations very low because they've been very good at disappointing me this year. Yeah. Um, I've already begged one of our friends with screeners to spoil a bunch of stuff for me just so I could go in with, you know, expectations in the right place. So um, hopefully they're, my expectations are just at the right level. And those last two episodes, because the person that I talked to hasn't seen the last two episodes, you know, hopefully they're nothing but up from there. Yeah. I th- I certainly think it's um, it's fascinating because where Marvel Studios is, is they're trying to expand the IP that they're doing. Like, doing an Echo show is real deep cut, really, if you think about it. Um, so they want to do that but I don't think they've learned how to market the deeper cut stuff. You know, like a lot of those trailers for the Marvels we talked about was like, remember when you saw these characters in Avengers? Like if we're not going to use the original Avengers and we're going to go to deeper cut characters, we got to find a way to market those characters and not just be like, Hey, Marvel brand, Marvel brand. Like that's, it's an interesting dichotomy, like um, paradox they've gotten themselves into of, well, we don't want it all to just be Captain America and Iron Man, but we don't know how to market anything but Captain America and Iron Man, you know? So it is, uh, which to me leads to the Kingpin thing of Kingpin is the biggest name and the most liked character that's going to be in the show. So we're going to put him front and center because all we know how to do is to show off the, the flashy IP. So Totally, totally. So it'll be interesting to see yeah, we'll see. I mean, we don't have plans. Hopefully we can... I assume you will binge this pretty fast. Do you think? I I actually considered it. I tried to talk to my buddy Shelby. Um, You know, my buddy Shelby and I used to do everything together. Yeah. And she has... I have not seen her since the pandemic started. Oh, yeah. Like, at Crazy. all. Um, So I tried to talk her. I was like, I will wait to watch it. Yeah. If you will fly up here and watch it with me. Um, but she's not, so I'm probably gonna binge it. Yeah. Um I don't know if I'll watch them all like I'm not taking the day off of work or anything like that. Yeah. But I will probably watch them quickly, just yeah. you know, it's so weird not being on Twitter 
I no longer have this feeling of like, I have to watch this stuff immediately or I'll get spoiled because I'm not going to get spoiled because that seems to be the only place where people just spew spoilers. Um, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, I assume, I, I mean, I think it'll probably take me three or four days, but I don't think it'll take me much longer than that because it's only well, five, so. Well, but it'll be a little bit harder for you because like theoretically the kids shouldn't be watching it. Yeah, no, that's correct. But we'll we'll figure out a way. Yeah, that that's actually going to be interesting once we see it, because you know at this point we've got the thirteen year old, the ten year old, and the eight year old on Marvel, and so like I'm going to be really fascinated of like how I cut like will any of them see it or will it be okay with one of them or two of them? It'll be uh it'll be tricky. It is well, weird that this year we've got that and Deadpool, so it's like the hard Marvel year, you know? Well, and so with the kids, do you have like R rated lines that matter to you more than others? Like if they throw some F bombs out, does that matter more than like heavy violence? So, um, the language is probably the least concerning. For Mm -hmm. example, like, um, uh, like, you know, we took the kids to see the Taylor Swift movie. And it doesn't it doesn't feel like it, but I mean, there's five or six f bombs in her music in the you know like yeah. the concert movie. So I mean, our kids go to public schools. We don't really worry about the language so much. Um, with the violence, I don't mind about shooting so much. I think like strangling and stabbing probably is a little more concerning to me than like um, than shooting. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense, but in my brain, it yeah. does. There's like a visceralness to it. Um, and then I would say it, nothing else for just my discomfort. Like sexual content would be the thing. Yeah. It'd be very American of me. I can't tolerate that with the kids around. <laughs> I, you know, like stab a guy in the eyeball, maybe I could deal with, but you know, <laughs> two people hooking up and I'm like, like the kids nope. might have nightmares, but they won't ask me about. <laughs> it's not even just asking, it's just like the. I don't know. There's just something about, you know, I remember my dad getting real squirmy in Titanic once and I kind of get it. Like, I don't know. It's just, um, I don't know. We've had talks with them, but there's something about it being on screen with the kids around that would freak me out. Yeah. Well, we shall see. I mean, it doesn't look like a movie that'll go there, but maybe it will. Or a TV show that'll go there. Yeah. Maybe it will. Yeah, so. it'll be it'll be fascinating. All right, well, Rhiannon, thank you for yeah. Being on. Um, we've got I think two episodes here, so thank you guys for listening to the mm-hmm. pod. Whether you just listen to the year end wrap pod or the food pod, regardless, we're glad that you listened. And uh, this is number forty seven and forty eight, I guess. So, well, maybe forty seven, forty nine. I think we'll make Echo forty eight. I'm going to put the food one in my back pocket for when we can't meet, but. Uh, anyways, that's the pod. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. See you later, guys.